Hey guys, it's Tana, and welcome to a special mini episode of Oddity Potty. This week's episode is special because it's Thanksgiving Day. It's also mini for the same reason. It's Thanksgiving Day. Guys, TG is like an Olympic sport for me, so I have to save my energies for stuffing my gourd, sleeping it off, and then stuffing it again. And I know you guys are going to do the same. But since we all need a small distraction from the madness of this special day, I wanted to tell you a quick story. It's about a tattoo parlor with an unusually creepy history that you can still get artwork done at today. So if you're wearing a long sleeve turtleneck to dinner today to hide your tattoos from your Bible-thumping Aunt Betty, keep listening. Because I'm about to tell you a tale about some kindred spirits. got a lot of ink. If I didn't have a day job and my mom wouldn't get so mad at me, I'd probably have a lot more. If you're ever in the Tulsa, Oklahoma area, check out my favorite artist, Matt Henniger. Shout out to Matt for all the cool custom pieces that he's designed for me over the ages. As much as I love Matt, I'm tempted to cheat on him by visiting another tattoo shop that I recently learned about. And it's not just for the talented artists there. Old Town Tattoo, located at 3313 West Irving Park Road in Chicago, Illinois, has a haunted history that I've yet to hear the likes of when it comes to tattoo shops. The story starts in 1840. According to Old Town Tattoo's official website, this is when a man named Major Noble immigrated from Europe and settled in Chicago. Major Noble, what a great name. Anyway, a few years later, Major had saved up enough pennies to purchase 160 acres of land, which he promptly built a tavern on, because what else are you going to do but build a tavern, right? That's what I would do. In 1922, a young man named John Algernon Clement decided that that tavern grounds looked like the perfect place to find his fortune. He purchased it, and following in his Uncle Stanley's footsteps, he opened his own branch of the family business, a funeral home. John operated the funeral home for the rest of his life, passing away in 1975 at the young old age of 86. After he was gone, Clement Funeral Home continued to operate, remaining a high-volume business until 2001. So for close to 80 years, the building was a place where people said their final goodbyes to their loved ones. Naturally, due to the nature of what went on there, the place racked up its share of ghost stories. In 2003, a man named Rich Herrera decided that it was time to breathe new life into the bar turned funeral parlor by turning it into a tattoo parlor. He named the place Odin Tattoo. Odin is the name of the Norse Viking god of wisdom, and sources say that it was also the name of Rich's son. Rich's nickname was Tapeworm, and he was the former lead singer of the 80s Chicago punk band Snoopy's. Rich sounds like he was a pretty cool guy. However, the ghosts in the building did not agree. As spirits often do, they did not take kindly to the renovations or the upheaval of their home. Equipment would be inexplicably moved around, thrown about the room, or fallen over. More terrifying was the unseen force that would shove unsuspecting employees around, once almost pushing one of them down a flight of stairs. The tattoo shop employees soon learned that there were at least three distinct ghosts on the premises. A little girl an older woman, 
and a man in a powder blue suit who is believed to be responsible for all that pushing. According to an article posted in 2011 by paranormal investigators on Teresa's haunted history of the tri-state, one time Richie and another tattoo artist named Nick were staying in the upstairs apartment with their dog Rocky. While Richie was out one night, Nick was sleeping alone in the apartment when he was awakened by the sound of the door opening and closing. He thought it was Richie coming in from his night out, so he ignored it and tried to go back to sleep. The sound stopped, but then it started again a short while later. Open and shut. Open and shut. Nick finally got up to see what was going on, only to discover that Richie had not in fact returned, and poor Rocky had somehow ended up on the back porch and locked out of the house. It was all fun and games at first, but the novelty of owning a tattoo shop full of ghosts soon wore Richie the tapeworm's nerves thin. There's only so much destruction of property, near-fatal accident, and fanning of doors that you can stand before that happens. The last straw came in 2006 when the pushy ghost finally succeeded in pushing someone down the stairs, Richie himself. This pissed him off so bad that he loudly proclaimed for anyone that could hear that if he ever did die in the shop, he was going to come back and kick that ghost's ass. Those are Richie's words, not mine, so don't tell my mom. In fact, I've just given you the PG-13 version of what he actually said. According to eyewitnesses, Richie used a half dozen more expletives in his threats toward this unseen assailant. Three weeks later, on July 5th of 2006, Richie was again sleeping in the apartment upstairs when he suffered a fatal heart attack. He died in his sleep inside the tattoo shop. He was only 36. The shop closed temporarily so that family and friends could grieve their loss. Then they decided to reopen it to keep Richie's memory alive. They renamed the place Old Town Tattoo, and it's a good thing they decided to stay because it seems like Richie did too. In several web articles and on shows like Ghost Lab and America's Most Haunted Places, Richie's friends recounted the first time that Richie made it known that he was still among them. A little while after his death, a group of his friends were gathered inside the shop when the phone rang. When someone went to get it, they were shocked to see the name and number on the caller ID. It was Richie. But Richie's phone had already been disconnected. Old Town Tattoo has been investigated by multiple paranormal research groups with differing results. An article on Weird Chicago states that an EVP session pronounced the names of the spirits, which was a guy named Walter, and they also picked up on that little girl I mentioned earlier, although her identity was not discovered. Walter is said to wear a brown suit, so we're not sure if he's the same guy who wears the powder blue suit who likes to push people around or what. Seems like there's a lot of arguing going on about that. It's also debated about whether Richie is still hanging around the shop or if he's moved on as well. Richie used to work at chair number three in the tattoo shop, and on more than one occasion, the equipment at that station wouldn't work, despite power working at all the other stations. Oddly, the equipment only failed when a new employee was trying to use it. When an artist that Richie knew used chair number three, the equipment worked fine. So it kind of sounds like old tapeworm is still there. Maybe that's because his friends say that they plan to turn over ownership of Old Town Tattoo to Richie's son Odin when he graduates college. In an epilogue to this story, a poster named Frank Sconey replied to Teresa's haunted tri-state with some additional details about Clement Funeral Home. On April 2nd of 2019, Frank wrote, quote, Just a few corrections from a Clement family member. 
The Old Town Tattoo Building, which we called the Old Chapel, was built in 1923 by my great-grandfather, John A. Clement, and was used until the new chapels were built next door in 1955. Prior to his teens, the Clement Funeral Home was located at the corner of Byron and Spalding, across from the Immaculate Heart of Mary Church. The land was donated to the church by my great-grandfather and serves as a parking lot today. The Clement funeral business began when my great-grandfather graduated mortuary school in 1909. While it was one of the oldest family-run funeral homes in Chicago, the building and the business do not date from the 1800s. My great-uncle sold the buildings in 2004 to a real estate investor, and the shop didn't open until that year or later as Richie did a lot of work getting the old chapel fixed up. I met Richie about two weeks before his death. By luck, what had been an old family apartment next door was for rent, and I got to move back into the apartment next door at the end of June of 2006. I had lived there previously for three years before the building sold and moved out in 2004. I met Richie as I was moving in, and he showed me around the place and all the improvements that he had made. Took me upstairs to what had been my uncle's apartment, told me of the ghost experiences. He was such a great guy and loved that a family member was back living on the premises. We were planning on hanging out soon as I got settled after the move. Sadly, just a little over a week later, he passed away. The shop was closed for months after, and I was just glad that it reopened. And it is still there and thriving. Do I believe the ghost stories? Kinda. I do believe in spirits and ghosts, but have my ideas about who might be haunting the place and why. I think it's important, though, that the facts of the family and the business don't get skewed to fit a ghost story, as family history is an important thing to me. Besides, sometimes the truth is more interesting than the fables created. End quote. I love this clarifying post, and it answers a few questions for me. First, I'd read that the foundation of the building was from the 1800s, but the building itself went up in the 1920s. I tried to figure out what the heck was on that foundation prior to that, but every property record I pulled up said that the building hadn't even been built until 1955. But how could that be when I'd seen pictures of the building with the Clement Funeral Home sign hanging over its doorway from well before that time? Well, Frank gave us the answer. John Clement did start the funeral home in the 1920s and moved it in 1955 to the building where Old Town Tattoo lives now. Thanks for solving that mystery, Frank. Now, if we could only solve the mystery of what ghosts live inside Old Town Tattoo now. If you're curious and need a new tattoo, drop by and see them. And if you do, drop me a line of a pic with your new art and let me know what transpired. Guys, thanks so much for spending a tiny bit of your holiday week with me. I'm so very thankful for you. I hope you'll come back next week for a full-length episode of A Little More History and A Little More Haunt. We'll see you then.